Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello. It's the 23rd of November, 2022. This is the COB, the stuff you need to know about the day in business markets and plenty more besides. I'm Nadine Blaney from Ausbiz and I'm very happy to be here with you, Kyle Rudder. Hello, I'm Kyle Rudder from Ausbiz. Happy yeah. to be with you too, Nadine. I think it's been a little while between drinks. It fact. has been, it has been. So look, <laughs> I'm not going to take credit for it, but six month highs for this local market. I mean, yes, it's a quiet, week of trade considering the US is on holidays but uh, not too shabby when you look at you know all the various headlines that are still negative you know think China think rates I think you should take credit for it because the market didn't go anywhere for basically the five days that you were gone <laughs> and then the last two days we've we've added about one percent and we're at highs that we haven't seen for six months so um, yeah I guess kind of remarkable interestingly enough though highs that uh, we have we're back to levels that the market uh, was at in June, which was just days before the RBA hiked by that sort of slightly larger amount of 50 basis points. That first big hike that's off the cycle, we're back above those levels now. So um, I guess it swings aroundabouts and you know, I'm even getting to that point now where I was like, should have bought that dip. <laughs> but uh, anyway, yeah. um, maybe that's a contrary indicator for out there for, for folks start to sell into my liquidity. Well, we will take that as as something, something. We'll figure it out a little bit later on. But what we do know is that central banks are not over hiking rates. And we only have to look to New Zealand to know that delivered a record rate hike, flagging recession while still hiking by 75 basis points. So at two, 4.25%. So look, rates there looking like they'll peak at about 5.5%. So this is punchy coming from the good old RBNZ. Yeah, and um, we're fortunate enough to have a couple of Kiwi economists to discuss the decision today. But the question that I capped off both interviews with is, um, should you know, other central bankers around the world take this lesson? Especially last night, we had Governor Lowe speaking. And you know, it was a really great speech, actually. But you know, clearly, their language is more about even keel and mm -hmm. um, trying not to bludgeon the economy. Um, by by any means and, and try and balance growth and inflation risks. But the RBNZ has got almost a sole focus on, well, I guess engineering inflation, inflation to, to bring down and kill that inflation psychology, as Governor Lowe calls it. Yes, I call, yeah, that, that is the buzzword. Well, RBNZ Governor Adrian Orr, in fact, said, inflation is no one's friend. And in order to rid the country of inflation, we need to reduce spending levels. Because that's the thing sometimes, that's the bell ringer, is that people think, oh, no, you know, what's it going to do to demand? What will it do to retail sales? What's it going to do to house prices? It's exactly what these 
central bankers want to see. They want to see demand wane. Yeah, and uh, it was interesting too, actually. You know, obviously, I, I kept trying to ask sort of contrasting questions between our experience um, here and what's going on over there. And both, uh, Jared Kerr, I think in particular, was talking about this, was that their their wage growth is, is much, much stronger as well. And they're starting to see perhaps some evidence of that wage price spiral that, you know, um, really every central banker is trying to av- avoid. So, um, again, we don't have the same kind of issues, it, it would seem, but um, I think it, it, especially given the thin trading conditions tonight, it'll, it'll, be, it'll be interesting to see if overseas markets take this move as a an omen because it's done that in the past with the RBNZ, it's done that in the past with the RBA as well whether you know this will change the story a little bit as it relates to Fed policy. Well, we've heard from a lot of Fed speakers over the past few days, Mester, Daly. Look, they are all um, still erring on the side of caution when it comes to inflation, whilst some others are talking about peak inflation. If you look at global shipping rates, freight rates being down, um, but still, uh, it, it will continue to be the name of the game. It will be the macro driving markets for the foreseeable future. I had a good chat with Evan Lucas from InvestSmart. He he sort of rounded out the conversation by talking about investment strategy for 2023 and actually some sector picks for 2023. But a lot of it was still a central bank speak and uh, you know digesting what uh, what will likely be. You know the the harbinger for him at least getting back into equities, and that won't be until recession is declared, and that likely won't be until you know first, well at least the first half of 2023. Yeah. So look, can we move away from the macro for just a moment, just to focus in on where this local market did finish? So yeah, at six month highs, up by a further seven tenths of a percent, seven thousand two hundred and thirty one. Interesting to hear Carl Capulinga, your mate there, our yeah. mate uh, from Think Markets, on the call today, uh, saying that if the market hits seventy six hundred by Christmas, he will sell everything. everything. Okay, my the my retort, you know, when Kashi and I were having a chat about it, it was, yeah, how likely is that? You know, how likely is that for the market to get to seventy six hundred by Christmas? Momentum, you know, you learned it on the trade today. It's uh, momentum's. There, it, well, it would seem so. Yeah, I mean, John John Noonan from Thomson Reuters practically said the same thing that it's um it might be um a pretty aggressive Santa rally. I mean, I guess this is where you start to get into all sorts of um you know mind games and you know, twisted logic and circles in your head just around. Well, if we're talking about that, maybe that's you know you know um we're a little bit too optimistic here and, and we're going to get sort of wiped or something like that, but. Yeah, I mean, it's just nothing seems to be stopping this market at the moment. Even the China narrative shifts yesterday, but we've got mm-hmm. energy energy back up again today. And um, you know, had a chat uh, with Jonathan Barrett from Celsius Pro. Spoke about you know some of the resilience in in corners of the commodities market. You just wonder what it's going to take to kind of knock this market lower. Although, again, I also had a chat with Damien Hennessy um, from Zenith Investment Partners, kind of circling back. Sorry to the the Evan Lucas conversation that we haven't seen that the earnings hit to um, price into markets yet, and that's the next shoot to fall. So. Oh yeah, a lot, a lot to kind of consider. But you know, maybe if it's just the next six weeks, there's, there's, like you said, the M word, momentum. Yep. So uh, earnings came up in that Evan Lucas conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know Scott Phillips from the Motley Fool well. He is very stock specific, but again, even that conversation touched upon central banks, touched upon inflation, and in fact, he gave us three stocks that should perform well as prices continue to remain high because that's the thing even if the inflation rate comes down i know i've said it before i'm not 
like breaking any news here. Apologies. I don't mean to insult your intelligence, anyone out there listening, but just because the rate of inflation comes down, it doesn't mean that these prices are all of a sudden miraculously going to go. Um, some companies will benefit from these um, higher prices. And he names three, so you can listen to that via the show notes. Um, good chat. Nice to have a, an opportunity to speak with Scott. Mm. Um, but to your point, energy shares all did well today. In fact, it was one of the strongest sectors, really echoing what we saw on Wall Street through the overnight period. Uh, the banks were mostly higher, although some did underperform the broader market. We saw strength in uh, BHP. And uh, some weakness coming through in some of those real estate trusts. Um, Fortescue was down by 1%. Look, this is not necessarily related, but I just thought as an interesting uh, news item that we have heard that uh, Guy DeBell will be stepping down from his role as the CFO of FFI. Yeah. And uh, that is to focus on his health, actually. Oh, so it was uh, much lauded okay. when he was brought over to Fortescue, but he apparently had a very bad bike accident back in August. And he has said that he will be um, stepping back from his responsibilities at uh, the group. Um, he will remain on the board of FFI Australia, but he will transition from that role of CFO to um, focus on his health. So we wish him well. Yeah, it's um, interesting. Keep an eye on that because yeah. Yeah, obviously he was to IC at the RBA and mm -hmm. widely considered as being the heir apparent too. So quite a strange, I suppose, turn in his career. Hopefully he's okay. Yeah. Um, uh, otherwise, uh, Kyle, we did have some news today. We have had a number of market updates coming from companies, but you can't get past the Qantas news. Yes. Up by 5%, lifting its guidance, continued strong demand for travel, even as fuel costs remain significantly elevated. It's, you know, expecting to reduce its net debt. Like, what a story for these airlines and Qantas in particular through this pandemic period. Yeah, I've got to stop giving them my money. That's that's uh, that's what I'm... Gonna yeah, do. how much did they want to charge you for one return ticket or actually one ticket back from my, Melbourne? My, my gripe was that I, I had to change my flight by myself um, by a week and they charged me $99 to do that to a flight that was already half empty. And I feel like that there, there must be no cost that I'm potentially... that, that yeah. needs to be recovered from that. And, you know, Dawsey was talking about it, um, Adam Dawes was talking about it too, um, the way that they're operating nowadays is that um, in the past they would run a, lo a, a loss-making flight, um, whereas nowadays if it's going to make them a loss, they'll cancel it and jam you on another flight or just, you know, bad luck. So, mm -hmm. and, you know, the, the, the sort of attitude has shifted since the pandemic with travel. People are maybe not as accommodating, but they, they, there's less pushback. So it's kind of they've played their cards well on that one, I guess you could say, from a, from a brutal um, you know, business point of view, um, they've turned it into an opportunity. So Qantas was the stock of the day. And here's what our expert guests, Carl Capulinga from Think Markets and Michael Wayne from Medallion Financial had to say. Yeah, the numbers are the numbers and the charts, the chart, the charts, bottom left, top right. It's one of the best charts on the market. Look at that. Yeah. I mean, how many stocks right now are making, you know, 12 month highs and uh, this is one of them so look, 50, i'm a momentum 50 percent increase in six months go into it there's no doubt that Qantas has emerged out of the COVID period in a very good position they've managed to get their their costs down a lot but there's enormous amount of demand out there and not enough capacity to keep up with it so there's have a lot you of flown lately i have and, and it's paid paid it's ridiculous hmm 
Okay. I will um, not comment. I won't editorialize, but uh, regardless, <laughs> Scott Phillips comments on Qantas as well. You know, can, can the share price continue to rise from here? That for investors is the big question. Do you need to crystallize some of your, your gains if you've, if you've ridden it up since the depths of the pandemic? Um, take a listen to that. Now, uh, on the flip side of things, Polynovo, uh, it completed a $30 million in-store placement and it was down by about 9% on the day. Wise Tech Global, it's holding its AGM. So yeah, we've been getting these market updates coming from companies, but also it is AGM season. Mm. Interesting to note that its shares were down even as it reconfirmed its FY23 revenue and earnings guidance. Um, I did not read the entire address from the chair or the CEO, but I will be doing so. I'm, I'm, I'm curious about that one, down by 6.6%. And uh, we had Star Entertainment downgraded to neutral from outperformed by Macquarie price target cut, and that did some damage to its share price as well. But I don't want to get caught up in the negatives because, you know, to the earlier point, it was, it, it, it was a positive session yep 9 of 11 sectors finishing higher positive session and it was it was again we're going back to where we were at the start but you know the cyclicality to it as well it's really really interesting the iron ore players are still you know reasonably well we've got yep. north bank near at a record high it's at 800 i think it closed at 108 bucks today uh or very very close to it so geez i don't know that, that's so much i feel like that's so much optimism baked in about the australian economy there just, just in those two sectors. Yeah, even as China continues to publish its uh, death count from COVID mm. and uh, its new case count as well. So certainly not backing down on that front. Uh, listen, there are a number of really great interviews up on the site. If you'd like to go to osbiz.com.au to catch up with what was said today, you can also find uh, you know the full episode of The Trade, which we've name-dropped, find mm. the full episode of The Call, which we've name-dropped. And uh, yeah, those interviews. You know, the, Every day we have interviews available via the show notes of this podcast but if you just go to the site there's so much more including ceo interviews and uh, plenty besides um so the big one coming is fomc minutes yes we'll see if there's anything to, to to i guess gather out of that that we haven't already heard from the you know 400 fed speakers that we've had over the last two days um you know their message seems to be quite clear that um don't do don't get too ahead of yourselves. But I mean, it'll be interesting to see if there's anything in there that shifts the expectations away from a 50 basis point hike because that mm -hmm. seems to be what they're lining us up for. If we don't do that, it mightn't be all that that market moving um, and we'll just look to December and further commentary. But it'll be important. And, you know, we keep talking about how low volumes are on Wall Street mm -hmm. at the moment, Thanksgiving. You, you introduced me to a term I hadn't heard of before, which is turkey belly. Yeah. Um, which is something that I hope never to have to, um, come down with perhaps but um it's but just after you have this beautiful big meal and there's something there's actually something in turkey that makes you right. very sleepy after uh, right. some say it's just used as an excuse to get out of cleaning up and helping with the dishes yeah. um, but others say that it's a, a very real the, side effect same, of same eating turkey pathologies is the man flu perhaps <laughs> i wasn't gonna i wasn't gonna say to yeah. which sex but there you go you did yeah. it for me kyle no, so yeah I, we I get man you know, i won't yeah. be triggered i have omc november minute meetings so any insights into the path for policy there but um because of the thanksgiving holiday the data calendar is really crowded because they've yeah. brought forward a bunch of releases so s p global manufacturing services pmi 
durable goods is due. We've got um, new home sales expected and housing is a big, you know, touch point when it comes to the data in the U.S. and initial jobless claims as well coming through. As Matthew Sherwood put it yesterday, you know, the, the Fed needs to break the labor market. It's not done so yet. So bringing us back to FOMC, will it be 50? Will it be 75? Yeah, uh, it's what the RBNZ does, did break break the back with a 75 perhaps if uh, if that's the rationale. Yeah, I mean, the, the, you got to say the RBNZ is pretty, pretty gutsy. Known for... Uh, Adrian Orr, the, the Mercurial, you know, they, uh, he, he's funny. He's a funny guy. I love the RBNZ because they can do that kind of stuff. If the Fed did do that, like the financial markets would have a conniption and they'd probably have to intervene somehow. But so uh, the RBNZ, they can just be the uh, kind of wild cousin at the dinner party that, uh, you know, just goes out and do their own thing. <laughs> We've got Stephen Miller from GSFM to make sense of those FOMC meetings for us. I'll be having a chat with Nathan Somersandaram from Deep Out. Uh, data analytics at 10 to get his view on this bear market rally. And I'm going to push him for a few stock picks as well. Uh, Calix, you spoke with mm-hmm. Darcy, Adam Dawes about Calix, 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 Cal- K- uh, Calix, yeah. yeah. Um, anyways, I'll be speaking with Phil Hodgson. He's the MD. Um, yeah, a bit of news associated with the company, but this is one that um, many of our viewers ask us about repeatedly. It comes up in a lot of conversations. So I thought it's time for me to speak with Phil. Uh, Brad King from Armitage Private is also joining us at the top of the 11. Look, I don't want to leave anyone out, so I think I'll end it there. But safe to say, if today wasn't good enough on Ausbiz, tomorrow will be, be even, even better. better. Um, well, I'll recap the market just in case anyone missed it off the top, up by seven tenths of a percent. So week to date, up by more than a percentage point in the month, Kyle. To to date, up by five point three percent. Very very good. All right. I hope you have a good night. A very very good night, in fact. You too. See you tomorrow.